0: This week on Kettle of Fish, comedian Tiana Miller stops by to talk about satire, sarcasm, and multiple sclerosis. Welcome
1: to our after show, we call Kettle of Fish, the no politics laughter show, it's time for Kettle of Fish, no debates, hate, or arguments, allowed on Kettle of Fish, it's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip, so hooray for Kettle of Fish all righty welcome to kettle of fish the show after the show the talk after the talk the 30 minute comedy money shot after well i guess today the 30 minutes of um musical foreplay right d
0: yeah yeah we had Corey clark on today and it was pretty cool and Corey we got
1: clark t- from
0: oh from warrior soul of course yeah,
1: yeah it was great catching up with him again i'm i forgot how much i miss talking to that guy Corey is like fucking awesome And we caught up on a lot of good stuff. We will have that up on our musical osmosis site. Um, I don't know, sometime in the next couple hours, I'll get that up there. Fern is with us today, of course, as always on Kettle of Fish.
2: Hello, is everybody feeling swimmingly today? I know you are, after your little
1: chat with the reformed whores about your shiwi.
2: Yeah, dude, that was so funny. I was like, you guys have got to write a song about this. Everybody was fascinated by it, too. They're just like, what's a shiwi? Wait, I know what that is. That's the female urination device. And I'm going, like, things are ticking through in my head. I'm like, you know, it's hard plastic. If they made it out of silicone, then you actually could just whip it out. And, like, I'm actually, like, running through the logistics of this. It's a flattened funnel. Let's be real here.
0: It's a flattened funnel. Like seriously, somebody melted a funnel and had to find another use for it, and the shoe was born.
1: <laughs> well, you just... know, inspiration is three um, force. What is it? Um, perspiration or no, no. genius? Invention I, I is three force. Inspiration, one part perspiration. No,
0: no.
1: Just I no. think that's the uh, um, Einstein quote.
2: We have. Got... I can't remember how that goes, but that's how the sticky, the sticky notes, like the Post-Its, were invented. It was like a failed glue. And they ended up using it for that. So, I love yeah, questions. sometimes failure is success.
1: Well, this has been a very weird week. Um, a lot of weird stuff, like Friday we were supposed to do trivia. We had bad luck. We ended up calling into that radio show and talking with Marie and Katie. And then Thursday night, I spent the better part of Thursday night arguing with Margot Kidder about Putin. Yes. This is how bizarre my life's become if somebody would have told me like 20 years ago, dude, one day you're going to be arguing with like Lois Lane and trying to convince her that Russia is the bad guys. I would yeah. have thought I took too many fucking hits of acid or something, but that's how I spent my Thursday night.
0: Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I was like, and it was funny because it's, it's like, I guess, cause she was talking on your page and I said something and then she replied. And I was like, I have now spoken with Lois Lane. My life is complete. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah,
1: we have like this online adversarial um, back and forth going now. Anyways, the um, we've got Tiana Miller on the line. We're going to get in here in one second. Why don't you give us the rundown of all the great stuff coming on. Oh, my gosh. All our shows on the network. at so much. Burn. Where can you find us? TinCan.media. Oh, so TinCanMedia.com, right?
2: Tin can dot media. There is no com. Com is com is it's commie. So it's com calm is communist. Com calm is commie. We we are we're keeping it all real American stuff here. So tin can dot media. Find us. Check us out. Lots and of not cool the good
1: That's the good bear riding shirtless kind of commie. The bad little Jewish guy who wants to give you free college type of commie.
2: That's right. Ooh, it's scary. <laughs> exactly because education is scary the Uneducated. I agree. Right.
1: All right, Steve, what do we got coming up? Uh,
0: well, this Wednesday, we've actually got the Feathers that are going to be on uh, Musical Osmosis. And uh, you know what? I would go and watch them. Dana Cox from something. the
1: Feather. Danny, I'm sorry. Danny Cox Danny, from
0: the Feathers. Yep. We're, uh, that's saying something because D does not do punk-esque tunage. I just... I don't know. There's not a lot of people I would go see. If you can't see. do
1: karaoke to it, you don't Yeah, want
0: if I can't it. sing along, then I can't do it. Uh, but no, I would go see The Feathers. They're, they're pretty awesome. Uh, that's going to be on Wednesday. And then next Sunday, we have Miss Emma Arnold and Sean Whalen on. Uh, that's going to be a cool show. The 29th, we're going to have Lisa Best on Kettle of Fish. And right before that, we're going to have Rachelle is coming back to do some trivia. Rachelle Keeling from King of the Nerds. And cosplay and unicorns and fun things. Um, then, of course, we're taking Super Bowl Sunday off because we're not stupid. And uh, Wednesday the eighth, we're having Caleb Cunningham from Project Lionheart. And then uh, the twenty-sixth of next month, we have Todd Newton from Whammy. Awesome. And then the nineteenth, we've got our buddy Jasper Cole is coming back. And the one show that I am super du- might like. The show that I'm most excited about. You're
1: tingling in your undercarriage. I about am.
0: It. On the 19th of February, we're gonna have Fiona Durff A.K.A. Bart, from Dirk Gently Holistic Detective Agency. Ah, I love her. Everybody,
1: um, geek out.
0: I know she's so cool, uh, and it's really funny because like I've seen her like IMDb and seen pictures of her out and things like that, and I'm like how does this person who is so lovely transform herself into this grungy crazy kind of
1: well she's in norway or some place like that right now filming cult of chucky so there's a new that's gonna be coming out too see i she
0: just she transforms herself into this person that i would be afraid of if i were sitting next to on a bus but um but no she and she's really a and an a big really announcement person. i
1: know fern is stoked about i finally got william tony and john together yes. who is larry my brother daryl and my other brother daryl from Newhart? Yes. i don't know when the last time these guys were all together in one kind of time. forum but we are going to have a new Heart reunion with those guys with larry daryl and daryl
2: i can't oh, wait super excited i don't super, know what any and Darryl to talk sound to william like. again anyway because he's so sweet but yeah. yeah very very exciting stuff like i'm um, I'm totally geeking out over Fiona, and yeah, it's, this is, I mean, this has been a crazy ride in 2017 already, it's just mm-hmm. getting, you know, got some awesome people we've talked to, we're talking to today, and, you know, going to talk to in the future, it's, it's pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, and the show got messed up on Friday, so Ember Knight will be back next month for Trivia.
0: Yes, yes, Amber Knight All righty,
1: let's hit it. Tiana Miller, are you with us?
0: Yes, I am. What's up, guys?
1: Good morning. Thank you for waking up and doing this. That, wait, what time is it there? Ah, two in the afternoon.
3: Yeah, but I did just wake up. How did you know
1: that? Because <laughs> I think you posted something He's about psychic. it, like you were yeah. setting your clock, putting like you're probably gonna have a chicken hangover from all that chicken the other night.
3: Mm, <laughs> chicken. Yeah.
1: Anyways, thank you for calling into the show I've been following everything going on on your page I know this had to be a fucking miserable week with you between um, your treatments and the ACA getting repealed and for Uh-oh. all the dummies out there that don't know any better Obamacare is the ACA
3: yeah oh good thank you because I had to explain that to like several people which is just disturbing <laughs> they're like the same people who are like we never talk shit about your president.
1: Yeah, oh, that's wrote, the, the thing the that makes me the insane. They're like, we respected your president right out the gate. So let, I don't want to go too much on a political tangent. The first yeah. six months of Obama, here was his fucking scandals because people didn't know him like they knew Trump. Um, he killed a fly on camera. He used it as a teleprompter. He looked at a girl's ass. This motherfucker got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. How dare him? And the big one, the the one that just had people furious. He was trying to bring the Olympics to Chicago. What an evil, maniacal bastard. Oh, God. The things that man comes
0: up with. I know, right? So
1: before they really knew anything about him, those were the things they were nitpicking on. but, But, you know, they're right. They gave him a, totally gave him a
2: shot.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, don't forget he had the onion under the podium, right? You know, wasn't that a big thing? The big conspiracy was that he was trying to make himself cry with an onion under the podium. I mean, it it got ridiculous with that dude. Really, people were just nitpicking.
3: God, I forgot all about that. I forgot how ridiculous it got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, and really, with, like, our party, I feel like we don't even have to make shit up. Like the guy just comes out and is like, disabled people talk like this. He's like, so I grab him by the pussy. Like he just gives us shit.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, have you heard the latest? Like he appointed Steve Harvey in charge of like the oh, Department of God. Housing.
3: He's, I'm I'm still pretty sure that he's like I can't. He, he thinks he appointed someone else. He's like I who's who's let me think. Black man, black. Man. Oh I like that Steve Harvey guy. He's on TV right.
2: Know, yeah, let's right? nominate him. This is the motherfucker that can't even read a name off of a card <laughs> and get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I can't believe that.
3: And misquoted my number of wives too. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it I don't is know. a I mad, mad watching, world. I think we're watching like the Ouroboro of capitalism just eat itself whole now. Like we've, our empire has started to decline. <laughs>
1: It is definitely crumbling. Well, tell us all about what you went through this week, because I saw the pictures you put up, and I know it's got to piss you off that you're going to lose a lot of your health coverage because of people who don't even know Obamacare is the ACA.
3: Well, actually, you're going to lose more of your health coverage than I am, because I am super poor, and uh, when I'm out of remission, I literally can't hold the job. So, like my demographic is going to be the hardest to take Medicare from, right? Because people are going to be like, "My grandma," you know. Which is funny too, because the Republicans have that whole like, "Obamacare is going to kill off our grandparents" when it's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. But uh, it's mostly gonna—it's gonna be you guys. It's gonna be the working class. It's gonna be anybody that doesn't have. I mean, he's taking away the mandate that employers have to open um, offer insurance. He's taking. uh, He's going to cut down coverage from till 26 back to till I think 18 or 24. Um, He just. The thing is, what I truly believe is, you can't. It's one thing to have never have had something, but if you give something to people and then take it away, there's going to be civil unrest. I think people just don't realize what Obamacare did for them.
1: Well, and they're going to turn it around on him, right? They're going to say, Obama secretly named it Obamacare, so I wouldn't know it was the same thing as the ACA, so I would vote for Trump (laughs) to take away Obamacare, and then he tricked me. He tricked that devilish guy, tricked me into giving up my own insurance. Like, they'll never hold themselves accountable.
3: That's my whole thing with this election. To me, it's just party politics, and it's like, yo, America, we're not watching an NFL game. People's lives. Including yours, are on the line. You need to, like, we're not watching television. You need to, like, wake up, read a little, chill yourselves out. I don't want to die yet. I got shit to do. You know, get it together. I just, for me, I think it's, I know a lot of Republicans who were, like, super against Obama, but someone in their family or they themselves came down with some terrible chronic illness, whether it's Crohn's disease or stage five cancer out of nowhere, the Obamacare, he's repealing the fact that you have to have insurance. So what people do, and we know, I've done this too, they don't get insurance because why would you pay, you know, it's a gamble thing. So they wait until shit gets really bad and they have to go and get treatment and bring up like 40,000 grand and then they're not going to have the money to cover that treatment It's like even Republicans are coming out from the other side and being like, you know what? But I did get cancer and Obamacare saved my fucking ass and is the reason my family is not on the street.
1: True that, Fern.
2: Well, I think that what a lot of people fail to recognize and what they glaze over is that we're in a situation that we're in now. We're not talking pre-ACA we're not talking about should we or shouldn't we have some sort of health care system because we have it now and it it's a half measure really and at this point if you just completely get rid of it then your insurance companies will have to go through a corporate detox in order to bring those prices down um, and they're not going to do that they're going to try to get as much money as they can so the position that we're in now is that we have it we need to make it work better it's no secret that I was not for um, the ACA. I mean, I, I was against the ACA when it came out. But I'm also a logical person, and I understand that we're in a certain position, whether I agree with it or not. What's best for the country is actually to completely socialize it, just get it out there, get the clinics built, get the doctors hired, just make health care free. And I know that that's going yes. to shock a lot of people who have heard me talk about this before, but it's because of where we are and where we need to go. Not where we were pre ACA. Well it's I because
1: this country's so unhealthy and I heard you on the spent podcast, um, Tiana, and yeah. after I listened to that I was like, Holy fuck, even though I'm fairly healthy, knock on wood, um like, after listening to that, I became a hypochondriac. I was like, oh, holy shit, do I need to go get checked out? I don't want to go through what these fucking people are going through. This is, this is horrible to have a life revolved around all these health issues. I cannot even imagine what your life is like while trying to juggle comedy, being a writer, and everything else.
3: I pretty much lost everything with my relapse, which is what happens when you get ill, and that's why we need universal healthcare. Like, I actually really love what um, the other, uh, uh, I'm sorry, miss your name but the other host just said like well, even if, yeah thank you I'm sorry but it's you know I think maybe Trump is this evil step to universal health care where people are gonna realize like oh wait this isn't doing it maybe we really do need to just like take the plunge and become like every single other modernized country
1: yeah but they'll I mean, have to admit that they're gonna lose it right like people tell them hey you have Obamacare and they're they're like nope nope I got the ACA I got the ACA they're not going (laughs) to fucking believe it until they go in a doctor and the doctor says wah wah you don't have this anymore Uh, and then they're going to flip out and try to fix the problem
0: prime example I I tried to tell my mother this the other day because she's on um, she's on medicare and medicaid and, and she's got some supplemental and I said mom you don't understand that's some of that's going away no it's not yes mom They've what did she already... say?
1: They can't do that. Yeah, they can't and she do just that. They, they can't, can't take... do that. They can't take that. from Yeah, they and she can't was take done.
0: my insurance. I said, Mom, oh, they've God, already yeah, repealed you. the ACA. They're <laughs> the ones that gave it to you. They took right. it away. I like... said, they've already taken the ACA. They're starting to, you know, they're they've got their sites on Medicaid and Medicare next. Well, they can't do that. I said, what just happened to you when you went to the doctor? She's like, well, I went to, or no, it was the dentist. She's like, I went to the dentist, and um, they called my insurance company. And they said that I'm not insured with them, but I know they're wrong because I'm insured with them. Cause I filled out the paperwork and they said that in January I'd be covered, but I'm, I'm, they said, I'm not covered now. I said, exactly. But they can't do that. They're wrong. But they're the company. Yep. Like I, that's
3: in, oh. there's, in January, there's always an insurance <laughs> lapse, And I found it really, really creepy because it's during the new year that Medicare goes, starts going over everything. And, like, for my treatment, I have to pay out this huge sum at the first of the year uh, when I go get my poisons put into me. <laughs> like, uh, So it, I, that's when Trump did everything, which is really creepy. At like 1 a.m., he yep. went in there, and now a lot of the insurance companies are actually trying to use stall methods before the new year. Because well, just to clarify, to I think it was
1: Congress and not Trump, because Trump's not even sworn in yet.
2: Yeah, I don't think right. Trump
1: knows what's going on, to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> think he understands what's going on.
2: Anything. He's
3: just on a gold toilet using Twitter
1: right now. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk about your comedy, because it's. I, I try not to get too down a political rabbit hole with this. Um, with everything that's going on, how hard is it for you to juggle your comedy? How much of your MS comes into your comedy and vice versa? I mean, it seems like a fucking impossible balance, right? Uh, it
3: was. At first, because, of course, I am super depressed, like, adjusting to going into a team award and stuff. But it's gotten easier because I was always, like, a dark comic. It's just more, I can't, you know, I don't know how it is there, but in New York City, it's all about pavement pounding, like, seven spots tonight, You go from... You know, Brooklyn all the way to the Bronx, back to Queens, back to the Lower East Side, just running around doing spots. And I can't do that anymore. That's just too much for me. So I kind of went back to writing, which is awesome.
1: Well, I've been um, reading, you know, I've read hard times, the hard times. And I read that before I even started talking to you. And one of the things I thought about, like I saw an article that was like Trump getting the possum boy from Deliverance to play his inauguration. Or I just posted (laughs) one of those from the other day that said creationist museum denies existence of Dinosaur Jr. And I was like, we live in such a sick world. I bet you before TNR writes And she comes up with an insane idea in her head. She has to go vet it to make sure that something similar didn't even actually happen. Because there's been times I've heard Sarah Palin say stuff. And I told you, Fern, I was like, this has to be satire, right? And come to find out, she actually said it. I'm having a hard time even being able to delineate between satire and Washington now.
3: Well, no, I actually, yeah. I mean, when I saw the Steve Harvey article, I thought that that was like, I was like, oh, did we write this? this from the website I work for? Like, I was trying to look for the source. I was like, this can't be real. There's no fucking way. But, of course, it was, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, actually what they do in pitch groups, somebody will pitch this far-out idea. And, like, I I remember I voted for the Dinosaur Jr. one for Good Taste. Someone pitched that. I was like, yeah, use that. But, like, you vote for – or. Give your comments on what you could do to that headline to make it better, or why it doesn't work. And a lot of times, we'll come up with something, and someone will post an article underneath it that's like, "That really happened." (laughs) Like, uh, actually, another good example is I think we had an article about fine Norwegian band, a Norwegian metal band gets lost in the woods.
1: Yeah, death metal or black metal or whatever they have over there, which is vicious.
3: So somebody else came up with the idea of wedding photo shoot stumbles upon black metal Norwegian band taking photo shoot in the woods or whatever. Obviously, it was tighter. But I ended up we ended up finding an article that that really happened, which is probably had to be like the best thing ever. I knew it. Fern, I knew
1: it. Yeah, that really
3: happened. It was like a bride and groom taking nice wedding photos and they stumbled upon, you know people in, like, corpse take, take, posing for their album shoot.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, last year I put something up because they did this documentary on the Klan, and they went out to this barn, right? And it was a marriage between two Klan, a guy, a guy and a girl Klan people, and it was like a big, you know, it was a wedding, there was food, it was like a Klan bake, and they had the dog even had a little Klan outfit on, and there was like six people there. Wow. And they were dressed in their fucking little Klan robes, and I was like, dude, this is just cosplay. Like the Klan isn't even a thing anymore. <laughs> at this point, they're just a fucking cosplay group. They're not really a racist hate group. larping. Yeah, racist larping. Exactly. There's like nine <laughs> yeah. of these guys still kicking around on the planet. So uh, isn't the Klan just a fucking cosplay group at this point?
3: Yeah. When you say racist larping, it's so funny because it's like that's probably the last thing we need in this
1: country. <laughs> yes. Fern, you probably just opened a Pandora's box. You're going to see it. I know. (laughs) I
3: I can hear the sound of
2: uh, laptop lids just closed everywhere, man. (laughs) But we talked to Titus
1: about this. Like, we can't, like, we can no longer even distinguish between reality and just insane satire anymore. I mean, my cousin would put stuff up. From a satire site, from an onion site, and he'd like about Ebola. And he'd, it's some ridiculous article, like 10 kids got Ebola and all coughed on each other and dropped dead. And I'd be like, dude, this is from like the onion. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And I was like, you get your worldview from Mad Magazine. What is fucking wrong with you? Like, that's
3: what's really scary about the internet right now. I mean, it's like that. It's like, I don't think anyone could have nailed it better than that episode of South Park where he's like, oh, Sharon, they got me. It's an ad again. Like, everything is – because even the websites I write for, this is the way it works, okay? You get paid, and so does the website owner, by IRL hits. That means each device that goes to the website adds to a number that you can show advertisers that determines the rate in which they pay you to have ads up. That's why everything's in list form. So people complain about blogs being too stupid. You're the reason why they're too stupid. It's because you're the one clicking on that type of blog so people just keep making what makes money. On the same point, if you have someone like Trump who has, like, tons of money in Google or anyone who has tons of money in Google, Google is the number one search engine. So, you know, you want to please them or at least you want to make sure that your site stays on Google. You want to make sure that you optimize those IRL hits. So, basically... If you – if it takes some outrageous article that fools 80 people into thinking that, like, their town is ridden with Ebola and they should go into a cellar because zombies are outside, if it takes that, businesses are going to do that.
2: Well, that's where due diligence comes in, right? Like, you have to kind of vet your information. I mean, I'm not – I'm probably not the smartest person in the world, not the dumbest one either. I mean, until I was 19, I thought that rare roast beef was just really difficult to find. So <laughs> I've had my dumb moments, you know what I'm saying? But when I see a fucking article with Air Force One and a bunch of immigrants hanging off of it, dude, I don't take that seriously. Like, how do right. people believe that? You know, it's kind of, it's, eh, it's a do your due diligence. Well, I mean, people have got to look though? into it.
1: They don't care, right? Like, my cousin put up an article, and he was like, Obama has outlawed the Pledge of Allegiance. What What kind of country do we live in? And even his <laughs> conservative friends was like, dude, this is from 2011, and it's fake. And his response was, well, I don't care. It sounds like something he would do. So, I mean, he's yeah. pissed off about what's happening in his own fucking imagination. Yeah, it's literally like a, like I said,
3: it's like a sports game. Like, each of these little inconsistencies Attaches in people's brains to build this like fandom or this allegiance to whatever party they believe in. So, even you have it even on the left. I mean, the left has put out some fucking absurd shit about Trump that's just not true, which I think does nothing but hurt us because there's plenty of shit that is true. Like, you really don't need to make any of that. Nobody really took that, that
1: he and Hooker story like literal or seriously. I didn't know one person that was like, this definitely happened.
3: No, I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure that Ben has bought hookers. He, I mean, look at him, but <laughs> I'm I'm I, yeah. Like that doesn't help. There's we do have. Meanwhile, at least twelve were it twelve women who came out and alleged being sexually harassed while working for him. So why don't we focus on the that little nugget? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to go down that Trump rabbit hole because I've had those conversations and I mean, it used to be there was two different Americas and now there's two separate realities. Like people yeah, exactly. generally live in other realities. So let's move on to something else. I watched a video of you on You Are Okay, Project You Are Okay. And I love that site. We had Jenny Jaffe on last year and I think they're just doing amazing work. How did you even get involved in that? Because I thought D liked the video, right Dee? Because you were telling me about it.
0: Yeah, I was like, hey, she gets it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, they made me cry. That
3: was like heavy. Uh, Yeah, uh, Sarah Harstron, who is the other, she's the other girl who runs that, is a stand-up comedian around the city. And I talk a lot about my life in my act. And I guess they were just like, you know, you're fucked up. You'd be good for this. (laughs) Right. So that's, That's how I got involved.
1: And well, I know so I you think just wrote another article. Um, I saw it on your page, and I I read through it, and I read the yam hand things. And it seems like everybody was commenting on that. Is that a big ongoing thing? Because I wasn't familiar with it before that article.
3: Oh, it was a joke. That Surviving
1: Winner article. Yeah, it
3: was. It was a joke <laughs> I had because that was like a real thing I did as a teenager that I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was weird. Until people, like, made fun of me for, like, standing in the corner during winter eating yams out of my hands.
1: So tell everybody what yam hands are.
3: uh, Because it sounds spectacular. (laughs) Yam hands are a really good way to stay warm in the winter for the poor. Because yams are super cheap. You just throw them in the oven, keep them in the tinfoil, hold them in your winter jacket pockets, and they're, like, super – it's like holding little heat bags. And then when you get to your location, you can just you have yams.
0: Dude, I get it. My daughter did that the other day with baked potatoes.
2: See, your she, daughter she is totally did.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah, Hey, she they gave me these extra baked potatoes at school after lunch, and they've been in my pocket, keeping me warm. And now I'm gonna eat them. I said, Okay, cool.
3: That's a, that's a smart little girl. <laughs> See, she's using what she's. Well, yeah. So, but it turned out that this is like, I thought that this was like just some weird thing that I've been doing. And it turns out that people throughout the world during hard times and impoverished nations that live up in the north, they've been doing this. Like, Yam Hands is a thing.
1: I see another type of con coming. Yam Hands (laughs) con. Have your own table there. So how do you stay funny in these dark times? I mean, because there's so much going on that affects you personally. Like, I kind of have a 9-to-5 type job, and I'm not touched by a lot of this craziness in my personal life.
3: You know what, though? You will be. That's what's so funny. I mean, uh, I've been on disability since I was 20. So I was on disability during Bush, too. And that was awful. I mean, it was a lot of wasting of money they would have us come in every six months and get off all of our meds and prove with the same disability that has no cure. You know, like so but if you look uh, I actually once we get done with the interview I have to go write an article write an article about what the outline looks like that the Republicans propose. You're the one who really gets sucked here, dude. Like they're not Touching Medicare is a thing that's going to take years and is going to cause co- uh, tons of civil unrest. What's not is right away repealing the fact that you have health insurance. I mean, if you're a free agent, I don't know if you have blue, You happen to be a cop during the day and you have Blue Cross Blue Shield or something or a cushy government job. But if you're a freelance right, uh, freelance artist, you're a small business owner, that's not going to affect you big time.
1: Well, I'm lucky enough where I'm in a 9-to-5. I I work as a compliance analyst for a cell phone company in my regular day gig. So my insurance has stayed my insurance. I've been there since 2012, I think. And my insurance has pretty much stayed exactly the same through all of this.
3: But uh, what Trump just did, though, is make it completely legal for your employer to just pull that program.
0: Yeah, which would suck. But I I think his company, though, is pretty good. Like, they... They do um, every couple of months, they'll get his team together and take them out and do something. Like, we did breakout games and we've done, you know, beer and wings and stuff. Like, like they're cool. I'm like, dude, oh, every so they, company. Like, care about you. They think you're a human. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, it's a really, really cool. good
1: company and they and, really push life work balance. And so. I work
0: for a little nonprofit, so I'm screwed either way. <laughs> yeah. Matter. I was just going to say, I was like, oh, okay. So
3: you've been screwed. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me ask
1: you this because we got to wrap up here in a second, but I saw you put a post up asking for any Trump supporters to contact you because you want to write an article about it. And I told someone today because somebody came, one of my friends came out today and posted and they were like, I am not going to do what, uh, you know, Obama haters did for eight years and, and just go after Trump for every little thing. And I told him, I said, it doesn't matter if you disagree with anything this guy does for the next four years, they're going to be like, you hate America. You're attacking our president like anything. If you mention Trump without following up, he is the greatest thing that ever happened to ever happen to America. They're going to fucking hate you. And most of I mean, these guys I talk to have been so unreasonable. If you disagree, like if he likes, if he likes a band, like if he likes Frank Sinatra and you like Tony <laughs> Bennett better, they're like, fuck you, Liptard, fuck you, Trump. Like, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of room for negotiation when talking to a lot of these guys.
3: Right, and that was the point of the article that I, that was like baby brain. I was going over with my editor what I was going to do this week. I'm actually just going to sum up health care, but... Uh, I was trying to baby brainstorm, and I was like, I keep getting it. People, Trump supporters are really fast to get into internet fights. And I noticed, like, their number one tactic is correcting your grammar. So I've been doing this thing where when they correct my grammar, I go back in the status, fix the grammar, and then comment below it, oh, my God, I missed that. That would have been so embarrassing. Thank you so much. Right. And then you, you look back in, like, two hours, and all of their comments are gone. They're like, they probably think I'm the idiot, but, you know, like, it's just, that's what I'm talking about, the party politics. Like, I tried to talk to people in my family, like my brother or my dad, like, listen, I really need this health care. And they're like, well, what what he says is what's good for us, you know? It's blah, blindly go forward. So I, would, I wanted to interview a Trump supporter if I could find one who wasn't like that. Maybe you just voted for Trump because you didn't want to vote for Hillary. Maybe you don't really like, you're not necessarily for Trump, but you like Republican care. What is it about the ACA that you want it so badly to repeal? Did it move too fast for you? But I don't, at the same time, a lot of these arguments seem to just inevitably end up dead-ended, my party's better than yours.
1: And that's exactly what happens. And I said throughout the, um, Election, I said, look, if you want to vote for Trump just to burn down the government and remake it in his own image, you're not part of a political movement. You're part of a fucking cult. So, and 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 they're proving it right now by just basically being like, oh, Hillary won or Hillary lost. Hillary lost. She lost a popular vote. Why? And I'm like, why is it so important for you, for everybody to think Hillary lost the. It would be like if the, you know, I don't know football, but it'd be like if the Redskins beat the Steelers by 10 points, and it was like, nope, nope, we didn't beat them by 10 points, we, bought them, we beat them by 50 points, fuck this, fuck this, we don't accept our Super Bowl rings, 50 points. Like, why is it so important to these guys for everybody to believe that because Trump won? that's the
3: way, that's the way he ran, and that's the way he ran as a politician, and that's why he was a success. He ran it as a reality TV show. He was like, hey, you know, he was all vitriol. He was all, we're, you know, it's us against them. I'll kick that guy out. He's not part of us. Gather up. I'll pay your bills if you get caught beating up the bad guy. He perfectly polarized two groups because that gives him more power.
1: Fern, I'll let you have the last word I, on this.
2: Well, that's you know, why, I want to be fi- – go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just going to say that's why I wanted to get an article out there where I had a civil conversation, went back and forth. But a lot of people came forward, and what I – noticed was immediate suspicion on their part like even if i was like hi thank you for doing this they'd be like thanks for doing what exactly you just you know like i'm the bad guy even though i i never even set my position i actually am not a hillary supporter i just really think health care is necessary because i spend a lot of time in the chemo ward and i don't want my friends there to die
2: yeah like, true enough You know, though, to be fair, though, and, you know, I did not vote for Trump. I did not vote for Hillary. And to be fair, you know, the left kind of came out pretty hard against people like myself who voted third party. And they were just like, you're the reason that Hillary lost. You wasted your vote. You threw your vote away. Well, you know what? If I want to go to the store and buy a $20 steak and throw it in the trash, then I'll do that. I mean, I would never do that because I really love steak. And I don't get it (laughs) very often. So, but, you know, it's my vote to do with what I wish. At least I thought about my choices. I voted as responsibly as I could. What my, you know, I have to look at myself in the mirror. So. I wanted to make sure that I could look myself in the mirror. And I couldn't put a vote towards Hillary, and I couldn't put a vote towards Trump, just because they're horrible human beings, in my opinion. Right. And, you know, but the left kind of came out pretty hard. They, they couldn't blame the Trump supporters because at least they were voting who they supported. So they pointed the finger at the third party, and Rachel Maddow did that on TV. It really pissed me off. And I'm like, who are you to tell me how I'm going to vote? My vote is my vote. It's my choice. Yeah, but you have
1: to admit that was ginned up, though, like when the next day, and I was like, all right, well, Trump won. The Republicans got everything. These guys are going to be happy. Maybe now we could get some unity. And the next day it was like, Trump won. Suck it. Suck it. You're going to pay. Fuck you. He won. Die. You know what I'm saying? So I, I that set the tempo for the rest of his administration in my point and like in my view And that's
2: the amateur that's the amateur behavior too of of that particular side of the fence at least those extremist supporters. And I don't like to lump all Trump supporters in because I think that some people did vote for him cuz they thought he was the best yeah, and not option. All but they I'm didn't like saying, him or no party lines, I, but no. It, it is juvenile behavior, and it's, it's the petulant behavior that he exhibits that allows these people to be petulant themselves, and they think it's okay now. So that's really the scary part is people walking around feeling justified, vindicated, and feeling like they can talk to people and treat people how Trump does. That's the really scary thing.
1: Yep. Right. This, this show turned into a Trump show. I don't know how it always happens. America cannot stop talking about this guy.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> the Trump administration, the jokes write themselves, don't they? I mean,
3: uh, no, I think it's, I actually think it's one of the hardest to write satire because of that difference. You know, like we've, we've bridged the gap where satire has become itself. But I, I do want to say something in response because I actually completely agree with you. I think that uh, liberalism kind of fucks itself in the ass with its hoity toity, like, well, everybody in Hollywood feels this way and we're just, more educated and more you know we cut we forgot about middle america and that's who has the most votes because we still vote by landmass we still have like the same system we had in 1800s where you know idaho counts as more votes because it's more farmland or whatever you like that's the electoral college we cut out middle america whereas trump spoke directly to them we spoke like we were above them and that was, like, what I wanted to do with that article, a show, like, I'm not above you. I'm just really scared right now because I need health care. You, you know, like, show, like, I just have innate fears because I need certain – these policies mean a lot to me. But I think it's just too contentious because of what the media's put out there. It's but we do need
1: comedy, though, comedy. though Right. I mean, like Titus oh, said on the show the other day, Fern, like comedy is the thing that's going to save us because that gives people like a steam valve. And you could say stuff in stand-up that you can't just say like in a normal environment and you kind of get away with it more.
3: The stand-up yeah. become really contentious though too. Like it, it has, I mean, like I got jumped. Re- like people are getting violent with each other, at least in New York they are. But I do I do agree that obviously I'm a comedian I feel like any comedian's going to say that you know an illustrator would be like well we always have comic books you know like that's i do agree and it gives it gives people a voice to speak out but you have to remember like if you look at through comedy throughout the years there were this is where dadaism and stuff came with the nazis we still have to worry about it's great that we have comedy but once that gets outlawed like a lot of there's so much media control I don't know, I'm just afraid of there coming a time where, which has happened in so many great empires, where literally if you tell a joke about something that people don't like, you can be locked up.
1: So what do we do? What is your advice to America then coming from a, a perspective of being on healthcare, needing healthcare as a life-saving device, doing comedy and being an outspoken person who does punk rock, has played in punk bands. We're kind of cut from the same bowl of cloth because I grew up very, very poor in East Pittsburgh. I'm from the punk rock world. So we're kind of coming from the same perspective. What is the advice you'd give to the average person that would listen to this middle class kid never had to skip a meal in his life doesn't really care about any of this shit?
3: Uh, You're not watching a sports game or a reality show. You're watching politics that affect people all around the world and when Trump says something like Putin's cool, you have to remember that Putin's also killing thousands in Syria innocent people. So like, these are not just, it's not a sports game. It's not like you don't pick a side and it's it's not star wars you don't take you know you don't take a side and pledge total allegiance to that side you know it's not dark side or light side you need to look at all of the policies separately like we're not you don't need to join a team you need to be your own person and figure out what you think is right for you and fight for it and don't let anybody take that away
1: yeah, and there's a lot of bully tactics, man. I mean, now it's um, safe spaces and stuff like that. And I remember a year ago, it was sheep. And a sheep was anybody who doesn't think exactly like me. Oh, you don't think exactly yeah. like me? You're a sheep! Okay, so if <laughs> I, I thought exactly like you, then I wouldn't be a sheep? I'd be an individual? Yeah, think like before me.
3: Before that, it was yuppies. But we, Yeah, you have to see that, like, sometimes fighting against the grain, if you're doing it with no real subjectivity is the same as going with the grain So, so i'm saying like stop you know people are too quick to be like well i'm i'm labeling myself as a republican so no matter what this dude says i don't like like i've heard this so many times i don't like that he said grab him by the pussy i don't like that his wife doesn't live in the white house i don't like the way his wife is treated but he's a republican and i miss the bush years look don't look at the party don't look at party politics look at policy because i like some republican policies that doesn't you know but somebody don't. would
1: be like you know i mean we live in a world where ann coulter said that ted cruz was a rhino and a liberal you know so if we live in a country where ted Whoa. cruz is a liberal then where well, the fuck first, do we go
3: first of all ann coulter is like just a name camel that they gave Xanax and put peanut butter in his uh-huh. mouth um, on Fox News. So, <laughs> I thought Ted Cruz was a goblin that came from
2: Middle
1: Earth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, man. So it just yeah, makes yeah. me think, like, where do we go when when the Lipness test has been so, so far to the right? I mean, Fern, you're pretty conservative. And, yeah, you swung a little bit more to the left because your party's left you behind, but I mean, you get called libtard and all this stuff all the time, and you probably have more in common with their position than my position. And there's st- uh, you know, the Republican Party's not doing itself any favors by ousting anybody who doesn't think exactly like them.
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm an issue by issue person. Some things I fall to the left, some things I fall to the right. But I think the biggest problem now is people are so reactionary and defensive because they're emotionally invested. And the right. one thing that they need to remember is, A, these politicians work for us, not the other way around. We don't work for them. They need to work for our votes, and they need to work for us. So make your voice be heard. B, you do not have to fall on party lines to to be a conservative or a liberal. You can be left on some things. You can be right on some things. And just stop boxing yourself in. And use your head don't use your heart like I get that you might like certain people because hey I just like who that person is Trump is not one of my favorite people I have to say but use your logic and your intellect and look at their policies look at their patterns of behavior look at their history look at how they treat people and stop being so emotionally invested in your candidate be intellectually invested in your candidate that way you can have a simple civil respectful conversation with somebody of a different opinion
1: you know, I'd exactly. say I would criticize a politician like John McCain and somebody would flip out on me. And I'd be like, dude, is this guy your uncle? Like, are you dating him? Like, why are you taking this so fucking personally? Like, you don't know this guy. This guy wouldn't give you the time of day. And you're sitting here flipping out on me like you have some personal investment in who John McCain or Mitch McConnell is. It's crazy to me.
2: Seriously? Yeah. And I'm guilty of it. I, I actually became very emotionally invested um, in Kasich. You know, Kasich, I voted for him in the primaries. Um, There's some things about him I don't like, and I'm not shy about saying that. But for the most part, I felt like he was a logical, reasonable human being. I felt like he was a kind individual, somebody that could actually, you know, pull the country together and work for our greater good versus being so divisive. So, So, you know, I, I did kind of become emotionally invested in him, but I didn't, I didn't take to bear when somebody said, oh, fuck that rhino. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't lash out, and that's the problem. People have got those walls up, and they take an attack on Trump as a personal attack instead exactly. of, hey, this guy's policy or that's attitude is, is really mine. shit. Which is,
1: it's which it's is, almost honestly, like they're all one big Trump entity. They're not individuals anymore
3: which is just read a history book like this is the way all wars begin is people get too emotionally invested and too fired up over one particular candidate like you can't that's what America was founded on like hidden little meetings in a bar being like wait I don't know if what the king is doing is right like it kind of seems shady man I think we should start questioning some of his policies like I think people need to look at it more as that instead of Yes, we have a white man again. Let's pleasure our allegiance and everything he says has to be right. I'm yeah. not saying anything he says is wrong. Not at all. I'm just saying you need to – like, you just need to look at it – it's kind of bipartisan. We need to stop with the party politics. It's not us versus them. We're all in this shit together. When they cancel Medicare – It's not going to only be the Democrats that get their shit canceled. It's going to be the Republicans too. We're all going to be stuck in the ER. Isn't it
1: being framed more of it's the lazy bastards who don't want to work?
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to be paying for them. So, we're all just, you know, like, we have to realize we're all, uh, regardless of how this shit is sailing, we're all stuck on it together. So we might as well stop jumping up and down on it, you know, like, get it to sail a little bit more study.
1: I could not agree more. Okay, we've ran way over. Um, it was a pleasure yeah. to talk to you. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs and locally? Um, please
3: check out uh, com. That's the website I write for all the time. Hard Times, of course, is great. And locally, I play all over New York City. You can just follow me at Tiana the Goblin on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.
1: Right on. All right, Tiana. Thank you so much for calling in today.
3: Thank you for having
0: me. It was great
1: to talk to you guys. No problem. Dee, do we have any outro music or are we just kind of ending on a flat note here? I got this. Okay, hit it. (laughs)